about the shining and, and you basically found it more boring than scary yeah although i really like that movie a lot yeah yeah, it's, yeah it's you, fantastic like, i like movie. the shining and the exorcist they don't scare me yeah the exorcist is another one although i like it much less than the shining okay so um in recent it, history the one i it, think of is the eye the eyes the, the original. yeah that does it for you doesn't it yeah um it's so personal it's like saying what's the funniest comedy right the jerk <laughs> the jerk. oh man the first time i saw that yeah oh that was that my hurt. like go-to movie if i was sick yeah and you know feeling bad and staying home from work or school i'd watch the jerk right and every time it's hilarious steve martin is funny i don't actually find steve martin super funny except in the jerk he wrote it though didn't he uh, I kind of assumed he wrote the thing. Yeah, he and Carl Reiner. I don't know oh. who, who handled what. Yeah. And the, the Steve Martin live. Yeah. Concerts. Pretty funny. Yeah, he's actually pretty funny. I guess I don't know. It's, it's, I think a lot of his stuff would be better in person. Anyway. So what scares you? What 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 has been a scary movie, in? In recent memory, I'd say, I don't know. Movies don't really, it, it is, it's tough. I, I don't, I don't think movies affect me that way. They, they don't really I'm not terribly scared by movies. Right, so you don't have It's one... like being scared by a stage play. <laughs> right. I mean, Almost. I'm not frightened of slideshows either, or <laughs> spooky scenes in books are, are a little different. Yeah. Listening to things that are scary on the radio in the dark is way different than watching a scary movie. Okay. So um, books and radio would do it more for you then. Yeah. Okay. Um, I would say in recent history, The Conjuring had some pretty good spooky moments. I remember that being, you know, that it set the mood well. They it seemed like they pulled it off pretty well. And I haven't watched it in two years, so I wouldn't mind revisiting it, but. I was fully expecting the Babadook to be like mm. scary, yeah. but it didn't, it didn't really do it. Annoying. Yeah. Annoying. Yes. <laughs> if you find annoying kids scary, then hell yeah. Yeah. That should have stayed a short. Mm -hmm. Yeah. I guess it was a 20 minute movie. But, yeah. Well, maybe some of it will come up in conversation as we're talking, but uh, let's, let's. Tonight's movie uh, certainly stressed me out. <laughs> I'll get stressed out from movies, but scared is something else. Yeah. Well, the definitely Don't Breathe got a reputation as being stressful. And I was ready, so I, I knew to just 
remember to. I knew nothing about this movie. Oh yeah. I went in com- almost completely blind. <laughs> uh, okay that's a good place to, to intro the show i think hey listeners you are listening to chewing the scenery horror movie podcast that's it i'm going home i can't top that tonight <laughs> drop the mic uh we're a podcast that talks about horror movies of all different eras and different genre subgenres and um Sometimes not even horror movies. As it turns out, sometimes not. (laughs) And we're going to spoil plot points and conclusions to movies, so be warned. That is your warning. And uh, thank you. I almost think we shouldn't spoil this. It's new enough. Maybe maybe we won't. We shouldn't spoil the very ending. Okay, the very ending, let's leave it alone. Yeah. Yeah. Okay, we could probably all agree on that. Some people may listen to this and be like, all right, I'll listen to these dicks and see what they say. (laughs) Because I I thought this was an excellent movie. Yeah. Yeah. I enjoyed it. It really worked well. Yeah. Well, let's thank the Moonrays and then start talking about some other crap. Um, (laughs) The Moonrays gave us that wonderful song, Intro Creature Features. It's at the top of every show, except for those two live watch ones we just did. And... uh, you can find them on Facebook and say hi to them where they are, they are the moon dash rays. You can buy their music on Amazon or iTunes and uh, give them some love, give them some support. Um, and we don't really care if you rate, review, and subscribe. I'm not even going to talk about that anymore. Just whatever. <laughs> if you feel like it, go do it. If you don't, don't. Uh, we don't get paid for this and uh, we're having fun most yeah. of the time. Yeah, sometimes the movies. Some sometimes it really better. should be paid to watch. <laughs> we'll, Some sort of compensation. Eventually, we'll work that out. But uh, so this is the show. Let's talk about what we watched since last time. Do you have any list or mental list, Will? Um, I watched Hell Night. Hell Night. And I rewatched to The Devil a Daughter. Ah. And uh, they were all right. Was that a Hammer movie? Yes. Uh, the, the, the last Kinski and Richard yes. Woodmark and Christopher Lee. Yeah, nice. last Hammer movie. Oh, mm-hmm. before the frilly shirt bonfire. Uh, yeah, I guess. <laughs> well, they had to. Do... You know, they had to. Yeah, they had to get rid of all those wardrobes. <laughs> yeah, right. the, 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 end, the ending's a mess, but there's some good bits in that. There are some film. good bits in that. Uh, I found. Uh, Hell Night to be silly. Linda but, Blair. But Linda Blair was in it, and uh, the people weren't completely stupid. Um, a lot of people got caught off guard. They had no chance. But hmm. the people that kind of knew what was going on weren't just completely stupid. Right. Um, when people just act unnaturally stupid. <laughs> Yeah, one of my problems of things I see in movies is when people have troubles, continue to have troubles, all of which can be resolved by a short conversation about a thing. Yeah, that's... that bugs me so bad. And that's more in episodic television than it is in movies. But if a person just says, hey, you know, this thing, um, I should mention this thing just because uh, it could be a problem later. Or, oh, I see this thing being a problem. Here, here's something you should know about that. Lost was real bad about that. Yeah, and The Walking Dead is really bad about that. We have something important to tell you. They yeah. never talk about it. Either. Yeah. 
Or there's an important thing they should tell them and they don't. Yeah. What else did you see? Any, um, any other awesomeness? Oh, uh, they've put the original Unsolved Mysteries on uh, Amazon. Yes. <laughs> I've watched a couple of those with Robert Stack. Yeah. They're, so these like those. They're just you crypto. Know, yeah, missing people, Bigfoot, unsolved UFOs, crimes, hidden okay. treasure. DB Cooper. Robert Stack was from uh, the Untouchables. He's been in a lot of things. He was in an in airplane, I believe. Yes, yes. Yeah, yeah I know him. Mm-hmm. Yeah, he he hosted so it. So he narrated it, right. and it was very, you know, he was still playing Elliot Ness, kind of. Yeah, he had a trench coat, and he'd walk through the fog. The show itself the is, is pretty iffy. It's only enjoyable in a sort of nostalgic yeah. way. And uh, I've seen one called Mysterious Monsters. I think that was Peter Graves. Yeah. Uh, his, his Bigfoot. And... Yeah. And then the In Search Of was always fun. Oh, yeah, Leonard Nimoy. Yeah. There was a there was an episode of Unsolved Mysteries I always remembered because it was about some place in the Pacific Northwest, some town in Washington, and these big globs of something and and it was Robert Stack kept saying blobs of gelatinous goo. <laughs> <laughs> and he said it about 10 times in the episode and they were called the Oaktown or Oakville Blobs is, is the name of the <laughs> yeah. should be the name of the basketball team. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> So going up against the blobs this week. Yeah. Oakville blobs. Go blobs. Uh, I watched Westworld finally. The movie. The movie, yes. Yeah, it's good, isn't it? It's good, yeah. Uh it was strange. I I remembered most of it once I started watching mm. it. Yeah. But if you had asked me before I watched it, oh, okay. I couldn't tell you, so but I I watched uh, Future World recently and uh, oh. I'd I'd seen it before but I couldn't remember any of it and because it's, mm. it's so Bland. <laughs> or maybe maybe that's not quite the quite the case that I would like be able to tell you what was going to happen next, but a very strong case of deja vu. Mm. Like, oh, I've seen this movie before. Yeah. Yeah, Westworld's excellent. It's been a long, long time. Um, I tried to watch Asylum, mm. and I just I don't I don't know. I didn't catch me. Have you heard yeah. the lunatics are running it now? I know. There's a robot in that movie, a wind-up toy robot that has the head of Donald Trump. <laughs> really? Yeah. And that may be the scariest movie I've ever seen. Mm. <laughs> wow. If someone makes a, 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 a ventriloquist dummy of him, uh, it'll be hard to tell the difference. <laughs> so, uh, was that it? Mm. Was that it since last time? Yeah. Some episodes of Turkish soap operas. It's not done with those yet? No, they put out about 50 episodes a season. <laughs> I'm not kidding. They must crank those out. One of the shows, the, show, the episodes are two hours long. What? Oh, They're like an hour and 44 minutes long. The writers Weekly. must be in love with themselves. Oh, man. There's like one writer. <laughs> I mean, they have a writing staff, I'm sure, to help out, but... Oh, that's great. <laughs> and if I tried to explain it to you, it, it sounds completely nonsensical. Hmm. <laughs> if I didn't have such a long list of stuff that I need to watch. Oh, I wouldn't recommend it to anyone. You've got to be pretty... Have you watched that strange. Turkish uh, Viking movie? Yet? I haven't gotten a okay. chance to watch that. That's fine. Um, 
We need to watch that. We need to watch House. We haven't had mm. the chance. Mm-hmm. Mm. Okay. What about you, Julian? Uh, it's been a while since so I've watched a bench. Real quick, before we before we talk about your list, um, <laughs> okay. to get the robot woman at the beginning of the of the live watch episodes to say your name, I had to say I had to type Joe Leon. Joe Leon. Oh, I haven't listened to those. Oh, okay. There's a we use the robot woman to introduce the episode because I didn't okay. feel like coming out here and setting up and recording my dumb voice when I thought that's a robot woman. She sounds eloquent. Anyway, Joe Leon. Right. Joe Leon. <laughs> Go on. Uh, well, all right. Uh, got a whole bunch. Uh, Silk Stockings, musical with Peter Laurie in it. <laughs> uh, I was like watching that one. Um, background to Danger, uh, World War Two, kind of noirish thing. George Raft, Turan Bay, who was in the Mummy movies. Oh yeah. Uh, Sydney Green Street, and Peter Laurie. So there's a good Peter Laurie double bill there. Mm. Uh, terrorism and espionage in Syria and Turkey. Timely? Wow. Timely? Yeah. I, I watched this movie and it starts off with like a, a bomb going off in Istanbul. Yeah. Switched it off. It was the news. Guess what was on? Mm. Um, that movie came out so fast it was before it happened. <laughs> yeah, it came out. That is quite the documentary. Uh, Hipsters made it. <laughs> Uh, Dial M for Murder, Grace Kelly, Ray Moreland. Oh, yeah. Oh, Williams, that's Cummings, fantastic. Anthony Dawson. I don't think it was fantastic. It's, it's got like, um, it's it's kind of really stagey. It's like a really good stage play. Yeah. When it gets to the killing scene, it turns into this giallo. You can, <laughs> uh-huh. you can tell like oh, Mario Barber saw this. and Yeah. Uh, yeah. And, you know, I, I like the movie. I've seen it a few times. Uh, that was a good double bill with... Um, uh, what's the oh Midnight Lace with Doris Day, and it's also got John Williams in it, and she and she's also an American blonde in London, hmm. getting menaced, getting menaced uh, by a bunch of hooligans. Oh no, no. There's a by a guy I, I don't want to give black gloves. I, do, mm, I he, don't want to give away the twist. Does he? Midnight, Midnight Lace has got Doris Day, Rex Harrison. Mona Loy. Oh, nice. Roddy McDowell. Okay. As the red herring. Ah. Uh, John Williams again as a, a playing a cop again. Uh, Anthony Dawson, who was in Doctor No and that. Um, yeah, that's not as good as Darling for Murder, but it was, it was definitely made in its, you know, in its image, sort of thing. Um, yeah. Um, I got the Blu-ray of uh, the Monster of Piedras Blancas for Christmas. Thanks to my, I don't my know best, that one at all. Best beloved from uh, 1958, oh, Jack Evans, Les Tremaine. It's um, you'll recognise the monster because it's like it's this composite. They got uh, most of it's an original costume. Mm-hmm. Uh, Jack Evans built the body for the creature from the Black Lagoon. Mm-hmm. Um, but uh, it's got like the hands of from the mole people and the feet are from the mutant of Metaluna. <laughs> Oh, they didn't okay. use the slacks from the Metaluna, <laughs> but uh, it, it's uh, and it's set on this. Uh, the Piedras Blancas is out on the Californian coast, mm-hmm. and uh, there's this creature that hides out in the caves on the coast and comes out and rips people's heads off. So it's got like an early decapitation before we were all blase about decapitations. Yeah. 
Wow. It was quite surprising. The show started it. Yeah. Started the whole decapitation. <laughs> All they were missing was a gorilla suit. But I first saw this movie about three in the morning and one of Johnny Legend's like 24-hour movie marathons at the Scala. Mm-hmm. So people were just like in a different state of mind when this thing came on. And it's, oh, man. So I had, I had this weird memories of it but the the new blu-ray looks great oh um, man it's not a great movie i'm not saying it's a great movie. no 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 like uh, it starts off strong and then the middle goes on and on and on but yeah you just absorb that small town coast atmosphere and, and wait for the head ripping to come um let's see uh yeah suicide squad we talked about before didn't we garbage you said yeah i thought it was just boring yeah um, boring garbage fuzz raquel welsh but reynolds it's a 87th precinct story oh uh, from the early 70s yeah uh and it like the men in it are just dinosaurs <laughs> yeah <laughs> the sense of humor in it is just terrible uh, uh some of that stuff doesn't age well no um she's good she's always good uh, Four Horsemen in the Apocalypse, the 1962 version. Really boring. Glenn Ford and Yvette Mimieu. I, I sat through it for her, but oh my God. It's got like uh, when the Force, they do these visions, the Four Horsemen. Uh-huh. Uh, you know, and this one's set during World War Two, like the first one, the Rudolph Valentino one's during the First World War. Yeah. So this one's World War Two, and, and they have these visions of the Four Horsemen and they kind of look like the blind dead, you know? Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, they look pretty cool. They turn up a few times. But um, nice. uh, Captive Women, a.k.a. 1,000 Years From Now, 50s post-apocalypse movie with William Shallot as a mutant. It's <laughs> <laughs> so like the New York's, uh, like um, uh, after the apocalypse, New York's divided into norms, mutates, and upriver people. Oh, those mm. upriver people. Yeah. <laughs> um, Kubo and the Two Strings, which is a, like a stop-motion animation thing from the Leica Studios, who did uh, Coraline, oh, okay. which is oh, yeah. re- really excellent. Yeah, yeah, it's really beautiful looking. I'll have to see it again because you're just watching all the yeah. animation and the lighting effects and stuff. But yeah, that was good. Uh, when Were You Born? 1938, Anime Wong <laughs> as an astrologer <clears throat> slash detective. <laughs> Wow. <laughs> in Chinatown in San Francisco. It's it's not very good. She's she's fun to watch, but uh Penitentiary. Have you seen the Penitentiary movies? No, I don't believe so. I don't so. think I have either. There's like three of them. Uh directed by Jamar Fanaka. I'm not sure if I'm getting the name right. But they star Leon Isaac Kennedy as Too Sweet. Oh, Everyone's no. got cool names in this, right? So he, he's he's like this uh, guy who can do boxing. He gets he gets like framed and slung in this penitentiary. Okay. And uh, when they find out he can box, he gets put into the the prison boxing tournaments. Oh. But he's got characters named like seldom seen, half dead. <laughs> penitentiary three has got this killer named uh, the Midnight Thump. The Midnight. Yeah. Thump. So they're, they're kind of the prison movies. There's lots of familiar things happen that you'd expect from a prison movie, but they're kind of eccentric as well. Huh. And they've got, and they kind of care about the characters as well. So there's there's some quite sad bits in it, mm-hmm. and uh, yeah, the like the tones like really, it's not a mess, but there's there's lots of different 
you know, yeah. it's funny and bizarre. And, huh. Uh, yeah, they're, they're really peculiar movies. I, I like those. Well, when are they from? What, what year? Uh, the first penitentiary was 79. Okay. Yeah, I'll forget when the others came out. Every other Th- year. Throughout the 80s. Yeah. Uh, yeah, um, they're pretty cool. Um, Blair Witch 2016 version. Uh-huh. I've been thinking we should. What do you think? Should we not? I don't think there's enough to say about it. Okay. Because, uh, have you seen it? No, I've not. Uh, this is directed by Adam Wingard. And for most of it, it's just like the first movie, except the cameras are better. And uh, there's a drone. They have a drone in it. <laughs> but apart from that, it's pretty much the same with more people. Oh, okay. And um, and it's pretty familiar. Like, uh, there's lots of people running around yelling names. Oh, man, that is good screenwriting. And uh, and the black friends get killed first. and uh, So you're kind of like... <clears throat> then they get up to where the first one ends. Uh-huh. And then it gets more interesting after that. And there's, there's some quite interesting things. So I, I, I thought I'd, I'd check out what else Adam Wingard has done. Uh-huh. And he did this movie called uh, You're Next. Yep. Have you seen that one? Yep. No, I'm not. Which, uh, from, the, from the posters, the, you know, the trailers, it just looked like another home invasion movie, which I'm not, I'm not really into those. Yeah. Because they're, they're kind of like torture movies, you know. At a certain point, everyone's going to get tied down, and then the story is over, you know. They just get yeah. tormented, and everyone dies. Um, but this is more like a... Your Next is like uh, kind of like an old dark house thriller yeah. as well i don't want to tell you all the twists but it's, okay. it's 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 suspenseful and it's funny there's some real sick dark humor going on yeah and it's, it's got an excellent final girl and uh it's it, right. it's got the triumphant return of barbara crampton yeah yeah she hadn't done a horror movie in yeah a couple decades at that point right and she so, came back uh, yeah so, so don't let blair witch the remake put you off uh I, i'm gonna keep my eye on well, maybe Adam I'll watch Wingard. the second half of the Blair Witch. <laughs> yeah, we, we could mix it into yeah. an episode about uh, favorite and least favorite uh, found footage. Mm-hmm. You know, that way we could touch on it without trying to dedicate a whole episode to sure. something that maybe yeah. we're not all digging that much. Mm-hmm. Why are found footage horror movies? Why aren't there like found footage comedies? <laughs> Wouldn't that be great? <laughs> you know. Found footage romance. Found footage crime dramas. Yeah, why not? Yeah. Well, this is a good point. Found footage western. Oh, man. <laughs> it's just a series of stills. Be engravings. <laughs> yeah, daguerreotypes and shit. Wasn't that that crime movie like a, <clears throat> about the, the police in L.A.? It was all herky-jerky camera work huh. I, I don't think i ever want to see it oh um i can't remember what it's called yeah i don't think i know okay I think uh, jake gyllenhaal was in that one I'll, i'm i'm gonna get down i'm gonna drop down in quality for a, a while you mean nightcrawler no no it was like first <laughs> yeah it's something else oh, okay for, yeah first night first shift yeah first yeah. night shift yeah night crawl shift Night of the First Shift. Night of the First Shift. <laughs> Crawler. Uh, okay, Jaws 3. Have you seen Jaws 3? Oh, my God, yeah, I've seen That's Jaws 3. That's another movie I've seen before, and it, it, it just, my mind had gone, nope, 
<laughs> yeah. <laughs> let's get, let's remember, sweep this out. All I remember is the tunnel. Yeah. That, that watched you know, it again. Yeah. And oh my god, it's freaked out. The the special effects at the end of that. Oh, lordy lordy. And it was in three D. It would have been embarrassing if this was, came out in nineteen oh three instead of nineteen eighty three. It's just Thomas we, Edison we made just, it. We were just, it, it was just embarrassing. Yeah. Uh, Dennis Quaid, isn't it? Too um, bad it wasn't Randy Quaid. <laughs> yeah, it makes you realize how good Friday the 13th Part 3 is. Ooh. Wow. And Both of which are 3D. I've been trying to keep on top of the Krampus movies that have been coming out. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Because I think, I forget, there's not that many of them. <clears throat> Maybe something interesting is going to happen with them. <laughs> Not so far. Uh, I was going to ask you where that notion came from. How many? How many Krampus? Because you're hoping you like a new injection of different folklore coming in. Something you know, they might do something different with it. But I've seen quite a few of them. That must be about half a dozen now. Okay. But like most of them, just like home movies. Uh, they're not. I, I I feel bad about talking about them as if they're actually. Film? movies because it's just a bunch of friends have a camera and someone's got a mask and, uh, and they're making a mockbuster they're just trying to hope that somebody rents it or buys it on accident yeah um so yeah so krampus 2 and krampus unleashed which delivers on breasts and guts if that's your mark of a worthwhile film oh, okay uh, all right. Uh, Zombie Holocaust, 1980. Have you seen that one? Yes. A.K.A. Dr. Butcher, M.D. Yes. I've heard about this. In I've not American seen version. it. Oh. <laughs> it's, it's, it's a must-see. Okay. It's a long, long time since I've seen it. Okay. Uh, it's funny. But, uh, yeah. It's funny. Uh, yeah, Zombie Holocaust. I think... Oh, no, it's not in that set. Um, Ian McCulloch. Yeah, a couple of guys from the Zombie 2 are in it. Mm-hmm. Zombie Dewey. Yeah, uh, Emma Kulik and Daka from uh, are back fighting zombies. Oh, or uh, in league with zombies, as it were. Um, the direction is so indifferent. It just like they points the camera and like here's some you know some arm lopping and guts being pulled out, and just like so many people involved, just non actors. You know, like <laughs> this is all filmed pretty near Rome. Uh-huh. So they just pulled in some local like Viet- Vietnamese people. Yeah. And they say, "Oh yeah, you dress up and you're you're savage South Sea Islander cannibals, and oh. and then here's some zombies and yeah, <laughs> wow, yeah, it, uh, yeah, yeah. Uh, I must have seen this like four times now. <laughs> nice. Uh, yeah, it delivers. It yeah, delivers. it does. Okay, that's going. I have to rewatch that. I've one. written it down. I'm gonna watch uh, it. Phantom Boy. A uh, lot. There's, there's been several um, animation animated films coming out of France recently and they all look really different um, you know got a unique look like there's um, what's that one April in the Extraordinary World based on like Jacques Tardy oh really comics um, but Phantom Boy it's all done in um, chalks on canson paper oh okay well, uh, all the all the, the yeah. painting of the, the colouring is anyway so it's got this nice look to it wow uh, it's by the team who did uh, The Cat in Paris it looks nice. It's, uh, uh, let's see, uh, Elvis, the nineteen seventy nine. Yeah, Kurt TV Russell. Right? He is so good. Yeah, 
I think that's one of my favorite John Carpenter yeah, movies. He, he channels Elvis. Yeah. Know, for real. So good. Yeah. And it's really dark. It's probably his most morbid movie. <laughs> wow. And it's not a horror movie, but it's no, so morbid. I need to rewatch it. I haven't seen it since it came out. Yeah. And there's a lot of love in it as well. So it's oh, kind of yeah. different John Carpenter movie. It's it so does, good. It does show a good depiction of him getting angry and shooting the television, doesn't it? Yeah. Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, it kind of starts off where he's talking to his dead brother. Oh, and yeah. Then, and then there's TVs talking about, uh, is he going to be able to pull off a comeback? And he shoots the TV, and then it goes. It goes back to 945 and takes him all the way up again to the late 60s. Oh man, a lot of people may not know that Elvis was a twin, and his twin brother died. Mm-hmm. I don't know if it was during birth or as a baby, or it was after about 20 years of being in a basket that Elvis <laughs> carried around. <laughs> Man, I was going to say there's a movie in there somewhere, but there's already a movie. Uh, Colonel Tom Parker was actually Elvis's parasitic twin. Oh. Half-formed that explains killer. It. Yeah. He was a parasite from what we're told, right? Uh, so Summer Wars, which is an anime from 2009. <clears throat> Mamoru Hosoda, director who did uh, The Girl Let Through Time and The Boy and the Beast. Summer Wars. I got nothing. So dazzling. Just amazing. And he, and he gets a nice balance of the characters and the story as well. I think that's his best one so far. Uh, Joe Dorowski's Dune, the documentary about the... Oh, I need to watch that still. The movie that influenced so much but never got made. Yes. That's have you seen that hear. one? I've heard a lot about it. I have not seen oh, it I, yet. I should have brought that along. It, it's, uh, yeah, it's so good. You get to see lots of the uh, storyboards. Uh, nice. Jean Giraud storyboards. Um, yeah. That that's it's so seminal, even though it didn't get made. You know that the team that got put together for that, so Giro, Chris Foss, yeah, yeah, you know, he had Dali in it for a while, right? Uh, you know, so so basically, uh, Hollywood said, no, we're not funding that film. It's too crazy. And then they took the team and they made Alien, and mm-hmm. um, that'll teach them. <laughs> uh, yeah, and then probably the best one I saw was uh, uh, out of the horror movies was Don't Look Now. Don't look now. Have you seen that one? No, I don't think I oh, have. Got to see that one. It's okay. so good. Writing I was waiting because it said "Don't look now." <laughs> <laughs> don't look now. Nineteen seventy-three, directed by Nicholas Rogue. Uh huh. The man who fell to earth. Oh. Performance. Oh, okay. oh wow. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Uh, walkabout. Uh-huh. Uh huh. Uh. Donald Sutherland and Julie Christie is a couple who lose their daughter. Uh. She drowns in a pond at their home in the country in England. Okay. And then he's 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 like a architect who does restorations, and he's uh, so he's called into Venice. They go to Venice, and uh, he's working on a church there, and uh, and he starts seeing visions of a little girl in a red hood. Yeah. Reminds him of his daughter, but there's all this like psychic foreboding. Uh huh. Uh, I'm not going to give it away because it's got one hell of a twist. Okay. Oh, okay. But saying that, uh, that doesn't spoil it if you see it again. In fact, seeing it again, you realize the yeah what what it's doing and how it's setting up fate. And it's this like um, the horror of it is, yes, there is a pattern. Like sometimes horror is like, oh, it's chaotic. It's random. Yeah. 
things can happen to anyone. This one, it's like, oh yeah, uh, you're getting you're getting warnings. What's going to happen? Um, you're getting messages and stuff like that. But don't look now. Uh, yeah, it's so good. Um, it, I mean, there was yellow before it, uh-huh. but it definitely made a mark. Yeah. Um, you can tell that what came after was influenced by it um it came out in 73 so i think it's kind of overshadowed by the exorcist but it's mm. so good it's uh this is an american film british um it's british really because the director's english yeah uh it's a <clears throat> british crew um, yeah british story definitely de Maurier story um oh, okay. the use of red in it so many directors now are like, oh, yeah, we take all the color out apart from red, and aren't we clever? Yeah, I know. This is the movie. Huh. This is this is teaching you how to do it. Um, uh, it's the first soundtrack by Pino Dinaggio, who, who works with Brian De Palma a lot. Oh, okay, yeah. This, is, this yeah. is the movie that got him discovered. Oh, okay. Um, Sounds yeah, good. It, it is really influential. Uh, the uh, Nicholas Rogue, he was the lighting dire- director on uh, Mask of the Red Death. Okay. He, so he knows about using color, yeah, and editing and so on, and unbelievably, this this was the main feature, the support feature, British horror movie, Double Bill, nineteen seventy three. What what do you think was the support feature? Oh, uh, let's see, seventy three. I have no idea. Wicker Man. Really? Oh, oh shit! I was imagine nice. seeing that. That would be good. You you just like, wow. You you just like watch the Wicker Man and think, wow, what could top that? Wow. <laughs> and then don't look now comes on. Yeah, it's so good. Um, yeah, that's probably that's the best horror movie I saw. Don't look now. Well, cool. Um, I guess I'm I guess next. that wraps it up. Yeah. yeah. Thank you for listening. Right. <laughs> um, okay, so I had a day where I was working on. Uh, some illustration and then scanned the illustration into the computer and had to clean up all my lines and edges and whatever. And you saw a shadow passing through your neck? Yeah, I did. Um, But I also uh, took an iPad and started what is an over five hour long documentary about the Friday the 13th movies called Crystal Lake Memories. All right. Yeah, so I thought, I'm not going to sit and watch this, like sit on a couch and watch it. But... I started it, drank my coffee, maybe made some food, uh, worked on the drawing. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> maybe not I didn't. Uh, you know, I don't want to t- uh, tell people too much about my life. Uh, but I got all the way through this thing in one day. I think there were some loads of laundry done in there. <laughs> maybe. Maybe walked maybe. the dog. Maybe. Could have happened. <laughs> A lot of stuff happened. It was like five fucking hours of jason so did you enjoy it i did it was good it was really well made so is it about the making of or is it yeah people reminiscing yeah there's both there's there's uh behind the scenes stuff there's reminiscence and there's interviews there you know some people are more gruntled and some are more disgruntled (laughs) so uh for the most part everybody was pretty cool and had good Mm -hmm. memories to share and uh uh, Corey Feldman narrates most of it because he okay. played the kid in the, right. whatever, four, five, four, four. five seven, I don't know. <laughs> the final <Eleven>. chapter. <laughs> the final chapter, which was not the yeah, final chapter. Yeah, that was chapter. a while ago. <laughs> yeah, so, and he does a good job. 
Um, uh, so some stuff that I found. Does he perform any of his music? <laughs> Thankfully, no. Oh man, he no. should have had some of his music over an intermission, or maybe he could have the last song over the credits. I've not heard any of his. Oh, um, he was on Good Morning America. Good Morning America, and it was just look it up. It's yeah, it's bizarre. <laughs> like the the expression in your face isn't making me want to look it no, up. No, I mean. Part of you feels really sad for Corey Feldman, but it's also such a train wreck you can't look away. Oh He's just there, like, promoting his, what would you call it? I Dance, uh, hip-hop, I electronica. <laughs> yeah, I don't know what to call it. Ooh. Uh. <laughs> It's I mean, hard he's, to take. He's super earnest about it. I will oh, give him that. He believes it. in it. Okay. He 100%. is so earnest about it. It, it makes that's what does it. If he was just kind of like throwing know, it out there to see if it's here, sticks. I you know I went ahead and did a uh, an electro album or whatever, right. or an electronic album. Uh, no, he's dead serious about it, and it just it makes the whole thing. And he's put a lot of work into it, apparently. And it's so mediocre. Yeah, yeah. It's it's not. I wouldn't call it bad. It's just not like something that should be showcased, aside from his celebrity. It's like mm-hmm. something you'd hear at a local bar, I right? Mean, yeah. That'd be like the talent yeah. there. Yeah. So, not stunning. And you wonder how much of his money he's dumped into this harebrained scheme to be, <laughs> I don't know, the next Moby or somebody. Yeah. All right, we better that's move a, on that's from that's an artist, right? Moby. It's gonna, yeah, it's going <laughs> to sound like we're bashing on. Yeah, I saw Moby live. Well, I nice. kind of walked out, but oh, you walked out on Moby. Yeah. You walked out on Moby. Yeah. Well, <laughs> it was an all-day all concert, and it, he he put together this tour where it was him and then people he liked, and he he tried to be really eclectic, and he was. Yeah. Um. So it was, it was, we went to see David Bowie. Oh, okay. uh, Ash was first on the lead singer of Ash spit on my wife oh I don't know why like spits when he sings or, or no, spat he just came up the front of the stage to clear his throat and he spat and hit her oh wow real classy dude <laughs> get, get it together you're but, performing in front of a crowd but there is like there was David Bowen there was a, you know, rock and hip hop and do you stuff. think he, but do Moby you, came on and he's he, yeah he's, he's kind of Blandy's kind of like mainstreaming, yeah, interesting electronica. So mm-hmm. I, I don't really like his stuff, uh, but he came on and he was just—he just seemed to be. I I don't know what what. I better not say, but uh, he 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 just cussing and swearing at all the people who who were against him, hmm. and uh, and then th- this is this concert been going on all day. There's lots of families there, and there was just this exodus of mothers dragging out their kids. Wow, Moby. Yeah. Do you know why he has the nickname Moby? He's like the great, Big, great, yeah. great grandson of, of, of Herman, Herman Melville. Melville. Or yeah. so he says. So he says. Maybe he is, maybe he's not. It's not, he didn't even say it might be the Herman Melville that wrote Moby Dick. <laughs> it might just be a Herman Melville. Yeah. Guy who He's worked, not lying. Yeah, a guy who worked in a drugstore or something. Yeah, he read Moby Dick once. Sure. Didn't get all the way through it or anything. Nobody has. Okay, back to the list. <laughs> all right, so some stuff from Netflix I watched. Um, 
There's a new gym. Oh, I gym remember gas. something I want. Now. <laughs> okay, well, wait, go ahead. No, go ahead. Okay, we'll come. Put a pin in that. We'll come back to it. Uh, Jim Gaffigan has a new uh, stand-up routine called Cinco because it's his fifth one. Uh, watched that. It was pretty funny. Um, I watched a documentary called Sex in the Comics, which is about sex in comics, graphic novels mostly. Oh, but I was hoping he meant stand-up comedian. Yeah. Because <laughs> a lot of those people are real perverts. Yeah, that's what they say. <laughs> um I watched Cheap Thrills, which is a really crazy uh, crime drama slash comedy. And it's about this escalating uh, situation where there's a rich guy with some some weird thing going on with his young girlfriend's birthday. And there's a series of bets, sort of, Uh dares slash bets. And these two guys who really need the money, who uh, happen to be in the right place at the right time, kind of hook up with this couple to go and you know hang out with him and he just keeps escalating it and it gets weirder and weirder and more violent and strange uh so i won't i won't give too much of it away but cheap thrills is definitely fun it's it's a cool watch and they they did a, a nice job on it um david keckner i think his name is uh is a comedic actor he's he plays the guy the rich guy with all the money okay uh, he's the only, like, I know the name. But super I just can't familiar celebrity. Him. Yeah, he was in uh, Anchorman. Anyway, you oh, you know him if you. Yeah, I know the name. I remember. Yeah. Uh. So so that was really fun. Um. And let's see. I watched. And here's the thing. I do sometimes. Like, I will find a documentary. Um. Preferably not more than an hour long. I don't want to watch a ninety minute or two hour documentary. But I'll find a documentary. I will watch them, but but when it's on a subject that I that maybe I'm not super invested in, but I'm curious about, sometimes people's lifestyles or what people get up to, uh, I want to be more understanding and more tolerant of the world around me. And so I watched this documentary called Men in Rubber Masks, and it's about guys who, it's not just that they're like a transvestite, but they actually want to wear a body of a woman, not in the, not in the silence of the lamb sort of way or something like that. They buy these silicone suits and masks and the mask part of it, not super convincing most of the time, but, but they don't really. Have you seen pictures, pictures like uh, the John Wiley magazines from the, like the forties? No. Where they have, they're, they're like, uh, they're like these under the counter fetish magazines. Oh. And John Wiley was his, pretty good illustrator but uh so they have all these adverts in for all this fetish wear and there's like um you can get masks and they're based on like uh celebrities actresses of the day oh, oh yeah oh, they're so creepy yeah so creepy and that's the part of it that i think you know if if somebody who was a really good mask maker could make some better masks but uh, it was interesting to see you know some of the trials and tribulations you know, what these guys deal with and um I just think it's wrong to go, oh, look at the weirdo. All the time we get this in our world, and I want to be a little more understanding. So I watch things like this once in a while just to kind of get it. Like, you know, what does this type of sex worker put up with or do? And what is this? I find those shows, though, are just spectacle. Well, I don't know this one. I've not seen it. Maybe this one's not exploitive. It's not. But there's a lot of them that skirt this line of. I don't want to say, say exploitive, but very much look at the weirdo. Right. We're, we're being 
kind to the weirdo. We're not saying any of this is bad. Yeah. But check this dude out. It, yeah, and, and there there's a lot of that out there, and I, I'd, I'd say it's it's good to be mindful of filtering through that as well. Well, no. they're not selling a documentary based on how ordinary these people are. are right. Certainly not, you know. Right. It's like, this is peculiar, and and you're not really familiar with it, and there's a fair amount of it about. So mm-hmm. here's some of it. It's a whole industry in Britain making those shows. <laughs> you know, like, I don't remember my life with giant boobs or <laughs> I have Britain's smallest dick <laughs> and they go through this person's life you know I have no arms <laughs> wow I didn't know there was a whole thing like that my dog has no nose all right smell terrible <laughs> so I did end up watching uh, Santa Sangre which I said oh, yeah. I would uh-huh. and I enjoyed that yeah speaking of that dear director <laughs> Hodorowsky yes uh, and Deadly Blessing which I'd always seen the video mm. box but never had and I know for a fact I've never set eyes on a single frame what, of this what you reckon um, it was alright I liked it uh, it was competently made uh, in the era it was made I, I would say it was um, above average for sure I, it didn't knock my socks off okay. uh but I enjoyed it. I think it's one of my favorite Craven movies. Yeah, and it was Wes Craven, by the way. Oh, um, okay. It, it, it there were some things about it that um, I think it suffered from when it was made and maybe not enough budget. I don't know. Yeah. I the think, effects felt like they lacked a little. I think it, I think it's it has a stronger effect than like there's there's some stuff in it which he like recycled in Elm Street. Like yeah, especially the the scene with the bath. Yeah. But Definitely, I recognize that, and I had to remind myself. Oh yeah, this, this, this is his idea. But, yeah, I think that one's quite effective. And uh, the guy bursting through the floor. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, Freddie came bursting out of the <laughs> ground in Nightmare Part Two or Three or whatever it was. There, there's one creepy scene in that Hell Night movie where uh, Linda Blair and the male lead are sitting on a bed, and there's a rug behind him, and it's out of focus. And it's slowly, slowly rising up. Ah. I mean, it is so slow. You at first you're like, "Is the rug really moving?" Yeah. And you haven't seen the killer for a while, and then you know finally mm-hmm. it's all the way standing there in the room. That it was a really effective scene. That's awesome. Yeah. Uh, let's see. Okay, so I would watch it again. You know, just to see is there something about it that I wasn't in the right mood to watch it. I don't know. I. Uh, I do want to be fair to movies as much as possible, so I might give it another look. But um, The Girl on the Train, watched that one. Is that good? I think it is for the most part. There's a few things I could bitch about, but why? Mm. You know, it, they they made something that uh, uh, mostly did its job really well. Uh, I think it's worth watching for sure. Okay. It's a, sort of a murder mystery mostly and a lot of good suspense and uh, – because the the main character is a, a really bad alcoholic, you can't be too clear on her loss of time and stuff like, well, what really happened? And so that that's a mm. interesting component she, of it. Unreliable narrator. Yeah, yeah, unreliable main character. <laughs> or, yeah, she sort of is the narrator because she does do some voiceover in parts. Oh, okay, yeah. Yeah, 
So that that's definitely worth a look. And the accountant that has um, Batfleck in it mm. is actually really fun, yeah. really good. Uh, it's like, you know how, did you see John Wick? Yes. It was like John Wick just went too far. He was too awesome and too, too capable. <laughs> that, that, that's kind of tongue in cheek though. You know, like, you kill my dog. Now I'm going to kill all of you. Right. So, uh, so the accountant sort of, uh, shows a guy who, um, he's a, like a high functioning autistic guy who is, he has to solve problems like math problems. And when he starts them, he has to complete them. And he goes into businesses and figures out what their financial problem is and where the problem occurred and how to fix it. And uh, he's also a super capable killer. And the two things go hand in hand for certain reasons. And then there's other people who are just killers who are also in the movie, possibly hired by the same people or employed by the same people. Not going to ruin it, but it's a lot of fun. And some Mm -hmm. of the action is just hilarious and cool at the same time. And it's not meant to be super comedic but it it works on that level it's how it's, much accounting is there in it? um <laughs> i'd say it takes up less than 10 percent of the movie oh. but i'm no accountant so i couldn't really say for sure <laughs> it's it's worth a look uh so we've put it off long enough if, if our listeners are familiar whenever a movie is good it, it's it's hard for us to just dig talk into about it. yeah so let's talk about it don't Will, breathe. Don't breathe. Movies that boss you around. Yep. <laughs> don't movie breathe. Told you don't breathe. Yeah. What was that other one? Uh, don't don't look, look don't, now. Don't look now. Uh, <laughs> don't breathe. Don't look now. Did you recognize the kid from the Bling Ring or whatever this little group was? The Burglar Kids. Did you recognize the boy? Uh, not the thuggy one, but no. But I I knew his face, but I could not place him. Another movie that bosses you around. Let me in. Oh. He was the bully. Okay. He had a okay. 70s kind of hairdo yeah. in that one, of course. But uh, yeah, I spotted okay. him and I went, I know that kid's face. I totally knew his face, but it didn't. Took about half the movie before I went, ah! <laughs> oh. Now he's getting beat I, up and stabbed. And I was <laughs> too into this movie to, to worry about where people were from. So you went into it with no knowledge? All I knew was some people broke into a house. That's it? That's it. Wow. And I purposely did not want because i heard it was good so i i made sure i didn't hear anything else about it because i was afraid it would it'd be spoiled i did that with the witch i know what you mean yeah and uh wow this was good yeah uh the most despicable character gets just owned like so early (laughs) in the movie it was great like uh, money i think the kid's name was money yeah yeah this was based on a a couple of kids that did break into a house in Michigan oh. a few years ago that they broke in. Well, they or somebody broke into some guy's house um, and they stole some stuff. So he basically made it look like he went, he left and sat in the basement with a gun and waited till some people broke in. Oh, and he shot the boyfriend. I know this one. And then I guess the girlfriend was in the car. I think they were actually cousins. They yes. weren't going out. Uh, she went in and he shot her too. And just out and out killed them. Right. And then he went to like Thanksgiving dinner, you know, <laughs> and took the weekend off till. I don't know what happened. I don't know if they came looking for him. Sword and I Scale th- covered this one. I think he mentioned something about killing somebody 
and the dumbass somebody else recorded himself talking yes. talking to himself about it so you you hear i think you hear the killings on tape yeah but then you hear him talking to himself about it basically admitting what he did in great detail never record your crimes people <laughs> it's the old Edgar Allan Poe thing the input the perverse uh-huh you have this your voice inside you busting to tell everyone about bad things you've done oh, yeah man. don't don't listen to that voice it, be, it betrays <laughs> never you every listen time. to the voices in your head they're not on your side no they, they will betray you. I, I think if you're a, a nutcase who kills people, you, you should listen to that voice and just broadcast it. You know, get yeah, it out. Yeah, get it yeah, out. Okay. There. Stick yeah, it on the okay. web. Yeah. Hand yourself in at the police station. They, <clears throat> they want to know all about it. Yes. It will do you some good. It will yeah. do society good. So this is basically the same setup. Yeah, except for the guy in the, in the real life story. And I'm sure it's the same one I'm thinking of uh, that was showcased on the sword and scale podcast. Uh, he wasn't like this badass heroic guy, like this oh, guy. No, no, he, he was kind of weaselly and weird. Yeah, no, he, this guy, I mean, this guy, they had to make him some sort of kidnapper. I'm not a rapist, but I'll murder <laughs> more of a, I guess baster. I'll draw a line. Is there. this actor, was he the, uh, the officer in avatar? Yes. Yeah. That was that's him. what, that's what he's from. Yep. Okay. Another yeah. person, I was like, "Who's this guy? <laughs> yeah, Who's he, he from? He's been the badass military guy in a bunch of stuff. Mm. Yeah, so he's uh, very good at it. Yeah, he's very good at it. I totally bought everything he was doing as something he could do. Just, yeah, just looking at him. Uh so so these three... kids start breaking in. What did you think? You're like, oh shit! What are the, what's... Uh When they found the the door, you know, that was locked, padlocked, I worried that. He was keeping someone down there. Oh. I kind of hope ten, that he was ten keeping... Ten Cloverfield, put that in your head. Uh-huh. I was kind of hoping he was keeping something down there oh. that they shouldn't let out. I didn't realize this would just be more straightforward suspense. Right. I took Don't Breathe to be more literal, I guess. Uh-huh. Like, I don't know how. I pictured a monster in this, we'll just say, or mm. something. Raw head Rex. Yeah, why not? We haven't heard from him in a long time. Yes. Only He's much down better in looking. the basement. <laughs> oh man! Uh, so they break into a blind man's house because he has three hundred thousand dollars from a settlement. Yeah, some girl ran over his daughter. Right. Um. I mean, if that's really what happened, right? Can't trust this guy. Uh, <laughs> right. Well, there was the newspaper article, so yeah. it kind of gave some. They did, they. But as we saw at the end, the story didn't really. Yeah. Reported didn't really turn out to be what happened. Right. That's uh, true. Um. So they break into the guy's house, and the uh, leader of their little group, Money, brings a gun. And I don't remember. I don't. I didn't quite catch how they were supposed to gas him in his room yeah, he mixed something up in a in a little water bottle and then poked and, a hole in it yeah and i didn't yeah they're supposed to knock him out while they ransack the house yeah but it, it didn't seem to work and i didn't know what it was so yeah i kind of wondered did he just like catch a whiff of it and then get out of the room quickly uh, I, I wondered too. possibly yeah 
and maybe it just didn't work. Yeah, maybe they Money just... seemed like a dumbass. <laughs> he did. Maybe he just like watched a couple YouTube videos on how to make knockout gas and just yeah. did it wrong. Clown gas. It should have been a color. Purple. Everybody knows purple or orange gas will knock you out or kill you. Yeah. <laughs> but if it was just white, so. If you learned nothing from this 1966 Batman series. Yeah. Clown gas. <laughs> yeah. Um, Joker gas and pit bulls. That's what we used to talk yeah. about at the art supply store. Yep. Um, Customers don't want to leave. We're <laughs> <laughs> not all about that. <laughs> that was your idea. Was the I think yeah. you had the purple Joker gas, and I and I added pit bulls into the the clown gas. Yeah. yeah. This is you can recording your evil doings. <laughs> yeah. Well, we never we actually go. did. We it. never actually. Oh, did. it was yeah. more sure, evil sure, sure, thingings sure. more you than know, evil doings. They haven't found the bodies yet, right? Well, not so far. Okay. <laughs> Uh, so they break into this guy's house and money gets killed. Yeah. It turns out the guy's, although blind, is kind of a badass. Yeah, he's this killer um, elite guy. Yeah. And so, uh, before this happens, one of their, one of the three leaves. He's like, because money has a gun, he's not going to have anything with this because that's a felony. They're already looking for money. Right. Because uh, he only steals property, so uh, and I imagine they're two thousand dollars. <laughs> if uh, you know, and he work. His dad works for a security firm, so he gets their keys, their house keys, and their codes. And uh, but they're smart enough to break the window after they leave, so it looks like a break in. Because otherwise, the cops would find them pretty quick. They're they're fairly smart. Um, this movie takes place in Detroit, like. It follows. Yep. Is Detroit scary? It seems kind of Apparently scary. Apparently it is. And it allows that part at the end where the girl is trying to get away. Uh, or at the beginning when the bling ring, as I like to call them, uh, trying to get, you know, be as uh, as inconspicuous as possible getting into the house. Uh-huh. Uh, it allows believability that, hey, if three quarters of those houses are empty. Yeah, you, know, you, you it set it up because otherwise if people come at the gunshots oh yeah and you know there was no cops cruising around there so yeah it seemed like a good place to rob yeah um so the uh i don't remember what his name is alex comes back um and uh he and rocky are trapped in the house basically for the rest of the movie trying to get away from this blind guy yeah. Who has a gun. Uh, he likes to shoot wildly. I think this may be a metaphor for a president or something. But, yeah, uh, that could be. Just firing shots in the dark. Um, <laughs> no regard for anyone's safety. Yeah. The, the blind guy, and that's his name in the movie. The blind guy. The blind man. Uh, he's a pretty good shot. He's yeah. got great hearing. Great yeah. smell. Well, they they seem like okay. They stood still. Uh, apparently, no one's wearing any cologne or perfume that he noticed, and they managed to not breathe. So they were doing really well and could have gotten away, except for they took their shoes off to be able to tiptoe around, and he smelled their shoes. Yeah, and he that's how he realized. was on to them. Yeah. So uh, anyway. Yeah. One, if you're in a house, 
there's a lot more weapons than just a crowbar and a gun. Sure. You can hit people. I'm sure he had a lot of knives in the kitchen. Some uh, chairs. A chair. I kept saying, get the chair. You can hold him away from you. Yeah. You know? They do it with lions in the circus. Well, they you used to. That's over with now. But yeah. Out of him with a chair. Second, if you do go up against a psycho and you imagine to knock him out, finish the job. <laughs> yep. Just That's an old one in horror movies. Bash his yeah. head in till there's nothing left. They're going to probably let you go. Probably. Yeah. If not, at It'll least you live. It'll be cathartic at the very least. Yeah. You at least live to see what prison is like. Yeah. Um. Anyway, fantastic yeah. movie. I rather enjoyed it too. Jolien, how about you? How did you find? Did you get it from the library? Yeah. Uh, when I heard the title and or they're going to make a, a horror movie called Don't Breathe, I thought, oh, are they going to like do a a reboot of the Blind Dead series? Because mm. there's uh, they they don't really make that much of it in the in the Blind Dead series, but um characters sometimes have to like hold their breath and stay still so that they don't get detected oh okay and uh but yeah you know pretty soon you realize it's not going to be that yeah that's just my my childish imaginings but uh and then i thought if is is this going to be kind of take on uh wait until dark the audrey hepburn movie where she's blind Mm. and men come to her apartment to find something she supposedly has yeah have you seen that one long time ago i don't don't think i've seen it i've heard about it yeah so she she's in this new york apartment and uh there's these guys who know there's something hidden in her apartment and so that they come to her in various guises and they have this whole story worked out amongst themselves to ratchet up her anxiety and get her to say where something is oh and and so the movie's concerned with her figuring out what's actually going on where she's you know blind, blind. And she has to fight back against these pretty strong guys oh. excellent excellent movie yeah but uh so it is kind of like that uh i am i did sympathize more with the guy okay was the, was the blind man because like this is a bunch of horrible kids ripping off people and trashing their houses you know like hell with them they should at least catch a beating um was that audrey hepburn movie uh the first one to use the idea of if the blind person shuts the lights off Mm -hmm. it it levels the playing field okay because i knew some movie had to be the first yeah so this and this played back in when theaters were dark yeah but nowadays they're so brightly lit all the exit lights and safety lights and things sconces and yeah shit yeah Uh, but yeah i I remember when i was a little kid it would be dark oh yeah you just have the projector light going through smoke (laughs) (laughs) yeah so when when the screen went dark you were in the dark yeah it was excellent so that's when this movie worked because yeah for long passages it's just completely black this movie you think it's gonna go there because they go down the basement and he kills the lights, mm-hmm. and uh, but then it then they do this kind of night vision effect. It's kind of a gray instead of green, but yeah, 
That was but so we could see what was going on. Yeah. yeah. The actors were actually in the dark, it appeared. Right, right, yeah. So, so that, that was interesting. That was different. Yeah. I love that shot where uh, that opening shot where it, it just comes down from the sky and it goes down to the street. Yeah, yeah. that was a nice drone shot. abandoned street. And that was a drone shot. Yeah, I wondered, like, wow, that's a beautiful helicopter shot. But yeah. I watched it at the end and there was a drone okay. they used for that. That's some good flying because that comes in really... It's yeah, a smooth it's... arc, and it comes right down. Yeah. Follows them up the street. I yeah, guess they filmed cool it shot. in Hungary. Yeah. Except for the outside, right. I imagine, was actually in Detroit. Yeah. A lot of movies get filmed in Serbia or Hungary. Right. Or yeah, those sci-fi channel things. Tax yeah. write-offs. Oh, yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, you can... Because they were sponsored by Film Hungary, if you watch the... Oh, here. I didn't watch all the way to the very end. That's pretty cool. Did you have a, did you have like a favorite scene in the movie? There were so many that oh, were just like there was one every five minutes where you're like oh my god like you're fuck. on edge <laughs> yeah yeah I was like I said I I heard that it was stressful, so I had that in mind and I was sure to not let it get to me too much. I think one of my favorites is when they when he spots them because of the shoes. Mm. But I was rooting for him more because I, I didn't like the kids. No, the kids were shitty. <laughs> yeah. But then you kind of you think, well, this is overkill. This guy's a straight up murderer, though. I'm sorry, but murder. <laughs> no matter if you're being robbed, they, murder. They come in his his. They his do house. come into his house, you know. But then he sets out. He he knows they're in there, so he locks them in mm-hmm. to kill them. Right. You know, the first murder. <laughs> It's over. I don't care if you're being robbed. That's it. Fuck this dude. And then you find out there's a guy, there's a chick in the basement. Mm, yeah. And you uh, think she's just like the sex slave. Uh, which, yeah. She kind of was. By way of turkey baster, yes, she yeah. was. But so, I, so he said. So I, I was yeah. kind of like rooting for him because I didn't like the kids. But then he turns out to be this worse monster than they are. See, so and I, I was like, <gasps> so I. So it was interesting there's is no one to root for, but it didn't, yeah, exactly. that, I did it didn't feel like that, that tense to me because it's like, you know, they can kill each other off. Oh, I was just waiting for him to get out of the house. Yeah, that poor kid, the, the one, not Money, the other one, what was the name? Zip or Phil? Alex. Alex, yeah. Yeah. Uh, that poor kid, he's, he's like, uh, oh man, he just takes a beating. Yeah, he took quite the beating. Yeah, and the stabbing and the falling through the skylight. Yeah. <laughs> and the getting shot. Yeah. Yeah, it's like, how does he live through half right. of what happens to him? <laughs> He's like the bad guys from Home Alone. In fact, this is just Home Alone, isn't <laughs> it? Really? It kind of is. Yeah. Kevin McAllister grows up, goes off to war, comes back blind. Yeah. Yeah. So... <laughs> Yeah, but I th- I think like the whole thing of them going not detected is really is really nice. And then when he finally is on to them because of the smell of their shoes, I think that's kind of like the the few moments in the film that really you know kind of nailed it down nicely. Should be a double bill with Hush. Yeah, another movie that bosses you around. Hush. Yeah. Don't breathe. Wait. Don't look dark. now. Yeah. Wait till dark. <laughs> Yeah, a lot of finger wagging and telling you what to do. 
We should Stop make a whole list my of mom will shoot. <laughs> we should make a whole list of movies that boss you around. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, I hear cops coming. Which only took uh that's actually probably a fire engine. Which only took about I don't know, ninety minutes of the movie before there were finally cops on the way. Mm. Well, they were pretty pretty out there. Yeah, they were it's weird because they're in a neighborhood, but they were isolated because of so many empty houses. We assume yeah. because it's Detroit. Yeah, they were all. They all appeared to be empty. Yeah. Uh, yeah. The uh, let's see. Um, so the pr- the prisoner girl scenario. He wants this girl to give him a daughter. He's gonna. He's gonna do the. He did the turkey baster insemination supposedly. Yeah. Uh, well, no, he didn't. He says that he convinced her, whatever her name was. I don't yeah. remember. Uh, so he didn't rape her. He, he convinced her and she agreed because he said he would let her go. Yeah. How's he going to do that? After the baby. So, so she gives birth. He lets her go. What, what would he think would happen next? Um... Well, you know, you say that she'd go to the cops, but a lot of times people don't. Stockholm syndrome? Yeah, or you're just like, fuck, I don't, I'm getting out of town. I don't want anything to deal with this. Yeah. Well, I, th- I think most people would try to plot some sort of revenge. I want to know how the blind man explained the little playpen, we'll say, that he had downstairs. Why and yeah, yeah that that would be kind well, of how would you explain that to the police, or were they just like willing to accept that he was a war hero? We're not going to look too closely. Yeah, that's weird. Probably. And, and what was the goop that that fills up? Was that supposed to be concrete? Yes. Yeah. I, when did he mix it all up? Some other time. He had that all planned out ahead of time. Here's the thing about and concrete. Yeah, I don't want. You wanna, can't mix it up ahead of time. You can't. There's a no. chemical reaction that takes place. Uh, he would have had to have mixed it sometime between her dying and him pouring it, and that that didn't ring true for me. I thought it was like quicklime or something. Was it possibly like he was going to dissolve the body? Mm. So she was just in a pit. Yeah, I wasn't clear about it. Yeah, they weren't real clear about it. Yeah. yeah it was weird. But uh, he put her in a pit and filled it up with some goop and then put a panel over the top of it and yeah. it looks like a I normal also floor. how he built all that stuff being blind. Yeah. Kind of interesting. Uh, yeah, do you have a Braille tape measure? Yeah, I mean, I yeah. Do you have somebody come and help you and then you kill them? bury them in the quick lime yeah but then you have to build two boxes yeah Yeah. it's like hey i need you to build a person-sized hole into my floor just because just because yeah i'm sure people would do it there are people for the right amount of money yeah and then end up in the pit probably (laughs) yeah you gotta wonder how many people are in pits who didn't see it coming (laughs) (laughs) Went to see the. Uh... Wow. <laughs> Anywho, <laughs> that was dark, wasn't it? Anything else you want to tell us about Richard? Um, yeah, I went to see the uh, 
tomb of Emperor Qin. I mean, they've not opened the actual tomb, but you know, it's the place where they have the terracotta warriors. Uh-huh. Uh, and, uh, yes, yeah, so there's, like, uh, annex pits full of people who got killed in the course of yeah. creating this necropolis. Wow. Oh, that's so crazy. Is it amazing? Oh, yeah. Uh, yeah, they, they just had, uh, when we were there, it was just... Uh, they had this one huge building where they were excavating the terracotta army mm-hmm. and they have it set up so that you go in and then you're on this balcony and then the army is just facing you in these trenches. Wow. It's, uh, yeah, it's just incredible. And they're all different yeah. faces. And, and yes, it's, it is amazing. Huge sight. And they, and they've not opened the tomb, the actual tomb yet. They just speculate what's in there. Yeah. They, they reckon it's like river this, made of mercury yeah it's like a map of the planet made of metal and all the oceans are mercury and yeah stuff like that but That's yeah they're so not going to open cool. it until they have the technology to watch there'll be nothing in there it'll be somebody like robbed it <laughs> al capone's vault <laughs> oh it wasn't Waldo's <laughs> fault it wasn't how was he to know he did try to fluff it up and make it something it wasn't. This yeah, bottle could have been drunk by Al Capone himself. <laughs> yeah, it could just be an old bottle. Uh, okay, how would this uh, blind old man kidnap this girl? I don't know. That's the part I can't make sense of in my head. He's got to find her. He's got to kidnap her. Maybe he paid someone. He does have $300,000. That's true, too. The same people that he got at the Home Depot to dig the halls. Yeah. He's like, okay, now I need you to kidnap a girl and come back here. And then I got a surprise for you. Then I'll pay you the yeah. rest of your money. Yeah. I put it in that hole that you dug for me in the floor. There's that guy in the uh, Chicago World's Fair who had that whole oh, yeah. house built. H.H. H. Holmes. Yeah. So yeah. Kill off people. Yeah. Yeah. He'd hire workers for a little while and yeah. fire them all mm-hmm. and have someone else come in. Yeah. He'd fire them by killing them. <laughs> no, yeah, I don't think he killed the workers. Yeah, he just he just bring them in and they they build something and they not know what it was and then he yeah. get someone else in. Yeah, so Incredibly. it was blind. It was blind man's zoo. They were they, each kind one of. only saw part of a thing and didn't know what it was. <laughs> yeah, it works out. Uh, so how many moments in this movie where there somebody almost makes it or they just barely mm-hmm. it, like. 20 30 yes a lot oh man well that's, that's the whole uh the, the idea of the suspense is like uh you've got three young people get into this house of this blind man yeah uh you know end of story but and then such and such happens and you know it's, it's continually frustrating what you you know how easy you think they're going to have it yeah yeah, the uh, the kid Alex, there were two or three different times where you're like, "Holy shit, he's alive!" <laughs> yeah, when there's, he... there's that good twist, isn't there? Yeah, where you think he's dead. Yeah. yeah, yeah, he definitely looked like he finished him off. I don't know how the kid lives through that, but okay, <laughs> suspending disbelief for. Well, he didn't get stabbed. Oh, he didn't. No, if Did... you watch the scene. Money's body gets stabbed. Yeah. Oh, okay. Well, this isn't the end of the movie. Yeah, you see it and you think. I actually thought he got stabbed in the crotch. Oh, I thought he uh, got stabbed like in the in the belly. But uh, 
Yeah, when it goes back to it, you realize it. Was... Yeah, when he goes back to it, he hit money, and that's why he thought, oh, I've killed him. Yep, finished him off. Okay, I didn't realize he was right next to Money's body at that moment. Yeah, Mr. Not-A-Rapist goes to uh, rape uh, the new prisoner girl with mm-hmm. a turkey baster. Now, his definition may differ from mine, but if if you're violating somebody with an object, you're a fucking rapist. So just <laughs> yeah. just own it yeah. if, if that's who you are and that's what you do. But she gets him in such a grotesque way. Mm-hmm. Oh, yeah. It's so gross. I don't want to go into it, but that that actually was surprising to me. Yeah. And it wasn't a kill, but it could have been. Yeah, it was, it was kind of like the uh, the reboots of The Ice Bit on Your Grave. Yeah, I've not seen Ooh. those. They're like so elaborate. Yeah, <laughs> like the original movie, she just is pretty straightforward. Her yeah, revenge, yeah. But the, the reboots, it's just so elaborate and well, puts enormous effort and, into. <laughs> you can't just go out and kill someone. <laughs> it's not fair that way. You got to put a lot of effort into it. <laughs> right. <laughs> uh, what was that? There's some pulpy novel. Uh, it's like Doctor Fibes doesn't do. St- things this elaborately yeah (laughs) there's some pulpy novel where a guy i don't remember what it's called like black as night or something uh uh, some guy's fiance gets killed because these people flew over and threw a beer bottle out of their airplane and hit her in the head and so he spends like an enormous inordinate amount of time killing off these people's families wow <laughs> it is dark and just but the the plotting he goes to like he has to find what airplane it was and so he has to get a job at like various travel agencies or you know airlines and whatnot it's just <laughs> wow at some point you're like is it really worth the trouble <laughs> wow so we've talked about enough of the movie without ruining the last few things that happen yeah or the the very ending of course we don't want to ruin that but first of all what are your opinions is this a horror movie really i don't think so by by definition it was a suspense thriller yeah if, if he was wearing a mask would it be a horror movie uh... is that the difference really Yes. I mean, there doesn't have to be a supernatural element for something to be a horror movie. Mm-hmm. There just needs to be a mask or some mysterious motive. But the motives are all clear. I think that it just has to be murder. <laughs> You'd have to concentrate more on the... It would just be about the killing and yeah. the horror of it. But this one is like a whole crime plot set up. There's yeah. too, too yeah. much plot for it to be a straightforward horror movie. Yeah. Uh I mean, it, it fits under the general heading enough t- to where we're talking about it. But, yeah, uh, what about recommending it? Well, obviously... I don't recommend it. <laughs> it's too stressful. Too stressful. Um, if you have ulcers, don't watch this movie. <laughs> I recommend watching it right before bed. <laughs> yeah, you'll sleep like a baby. You will sleep like a baby. Julian definitely recommend it. Yeah, I recommend it. Yeah. It is really well done. And if you like this, check out Wait Until Dark. Wait Until Dark. Another movie telling us what to do. <laughs> Jeez. we got to make a list of 
bossy really ass do. movies. <laughs> bossy movies. Yeah. Movies that boss you around. All right. Well, should we call it an episode? I think so. Cool. Well, listeners, thank you for listening. Stay off the moors. Thank <laughs> you.